Thanks for tuning in again, everybody. We're back with your favorite podcast, Lucas, Tigers, and Bronze. Oh, my. Luca Nation. We got a fun episode <laughs> yeah. for you today, right? Because, so I don't know if you noticed it. I guess you do because our, you know, we've had a lot of good comments. You know, there's different energy going into some of the last couple of episodes, right? And, you know, look, that's part of doing this every single day. You know, we've got 250 plus episodes and, you know, every day brings its own little fun. Tomorrow's episode will be different because we'll be, we'll try to record it after the trade deadline. And maybe there'll be some news to bring to you guys about NBA trades. So some ridiculous you know, post about how uh, the Hawks were asking for Jalen Brown, uh, you know, and a Trey Young, a tr- Jalen Brown, Trey Young trade. I guess the rumors make for good headlines, but there's no way something like that happens. Um, but, um, you know, maybe we'll have some news here tomorrow. Today, in and of itself, I mean, I, I want Andrew to talk about something because, you know, we were in <laughs> Top Shot. Top Shot was way down, um, you know, yesterday. We took a little bit of a dump and, um, you know, I was like, oh, man, should I sell? Should I sell some stuff? And you never want to sell into weakness. But we saw this morning it started to come back and, like, really come back, the numbers. And, you know, if you list something while it's coming back, it's a very different thing than chasing that bottom and racing towards the bottom. So what do you call that, man? You like to say it all the time. I say it all the time. I In, in the market today, in the stock market, I did not do that. Oh. And the stock I was holding – literally looked like the bleed that Top Shot was going through the last seven days. Oh, yeah. I mean, listen, I was like, oh, this thing could keep bleeding. And you were like, no, it'll bounce. It'll perk. And then when it does, you sell into strength. That's what he says. Sell into strength. And I got to tell you, it's a lot easier to move stuff this morning while while you have the stuff starting to go up. Um, so, yeah, started selling some of that stuff myself. And, and it's cool. It's not just the Top Shot thing. That's, you know, all of the market, right? You know, when... Think, I, think about that. It's all of the market. It literally applies to everything. Top Shot is just a, a really interesting representation because it's kind of like the stock market mixed with NFTs mixed with sports cards. Yep. But like, I can't get over this. Like, people, people have this tendency to one, always want to time the top. This magic yep. power oh, of, of like, I just want to sell at the very perfect yeah. top and I want to buy at the perfect bottom like the same with me cross- right? and i complain oh i wanted i missed out on so much money and the yeah. second thing is let's just let it run you know when top shots falling people are quick to sell but when it peaks back up people are like, well let it run you know edwards went from 1200 to 1600 he could go from 1600 to 24 and then 24 to 3000 so people have these two achilles heels i swear to god in trading and sports cards in any investment they do, when things are falling, they undercut themselves or the other sellers, and it's a race to the bottom. As soon as it perks back up, they either want to find the perfect top or they're like, let it run. And I'm like, dude, sell into strength and take your profits. You're getting 40, 30% more than you got yesterday when you were under, undercutting the seller, and now you're not happy with the perk back up. So that applies to sports cards cage too, because like when the John Morant prisms were falling, Remember, that was one of my plays, and it went completely the wrong direction. Mm-hmm. It was just a race to the bottom. 650, yep. the next guy was 625, then it was 600, then it was 575, then 550. It, it finally found a floor at like 390, 400, and then bounced back up, bounced back to 450. So, but yeah, selling at the strength. 
Uh, it's like I an mean, example I'm, selling at the strength and please, exactly that. Because I'm gonna just gonna keep rambling. It could be your play for today. It could be your play for today. I don't know how you feel about him, but you know what? Instead of giving a play, I'm gonna ask you not to give a play. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a card, and instead of you giving a play, I want you to give your commentary on it, okay? And what you think it is, whether it's a short-term play, whether it's a sell, even at the prices it's at now, whether it's something you see maybe to hold on to. So we talk about selling strength, and I did this, and a lot of people did this coming into basketball season and my my card for you this doesn't have to be your play but you know th- i want this in lieu of a play from you okay sorry luca nation i'm throwing andrew a curveball we gotta do something mix it up right so in the beginning of basketball season right before it started I, you could not sell a trey young prism or rookie or prism rookie silver fast enough it didn't make a difference what you priced it for all right, yep. you you price price price, and it just kept going up towards towards four thousand dollars for the silver. I mean, I think that's because the buyer. I think that's because the buyer feels like at whatever price I buy it, by the time it gets here, it's going to be ten percent off, twenty percent. Yeah, well, I had people tell me that when it was three thousand dollars, and 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 I was like, oh well, I'll do off eBay for you know twenty seven, twenty eight hundred. They'd be like, it doesn't matter. By the time I get it here, it's going to be thirty five hundred. I'm like, okay, well that's great. And you know what? what it was 31, 32. I was selling it for 28, 27, you know, because it's selling into strength and it's easy to get rid of it. You, you get rid of it on eBay and it's, it's just gone. Um, and that's a perfect example of selling into strength. I mean, selling all those as, as it keep going up. But now the last two sales I saw on eBay of that card for, let's just use the, the regular prism, not the silver. Silver's under two grand, but I, I, 409, $408 for the PSA 10 tray. Wow. yesterday and today is that now is it sort of like your jaw where like we've hit that 390 400 and that's going to be it you talked about yesterday a lot of people who were trade guys they probably haven't even watched they gave up on them they cut their losses they moved out of it and they don't know that they're in the thick of the playoff hunt here you know and that he could be playing meaningful games does that does this that is, become a buy i thought about this but, but he, the hobby is very finicky the hobby is very finicky they want two things from you they want you to win and if you're not winning and you're putting up huge numbers, they're like, well, you're not a winner. Yep. But they also want you to be a superstar while winning. And I think what the hobby is seeing, and I could be wrong, is that Trey, the team is winning despite Trey. Wow. The roster is the roster's good, man. They have a good team. If you look at it, they're, they're probably a top 10. Well, we know how much you love Cam Reddish. I'm not talking about, dude, John Collins, DeAndre Hunter, Gallinari, Bogdanovich, Rajon Rondo, Chris Dunn. I know you hate Reddish, man. That's why I bring Reddish him up. Sucks. <laughs> Reddish is so trash. Whoever scouted him is, he's a Philly guy too, so I want to like him. Uh, but he was just poor, man. But no, like that roster is really good. I just think Luca wins with a bad roster. Trey is winning, but I don't think he's doing enough in the market where people are like, he's a superstar. I just don't think they see him like that, and I think but they're does he have to be a, Does he have to be a superstar for the card to go from 400 to 600 if they're playing meaningful games? Like, is it a play just on the pricing of it? You know, if the, if the, if the Hawks have a first-round playoff game at home, you know what I mean? Like, and they're close to that. I mean, they probably won't, but, but if they win a first-round playoff series, and, and that's a huge step up from last year, right? They were horrible last year, but if they're in the playoffs and they, they make some noise in the playoffs, does that go on him, or are people going to be like, yeah, they did it. It didn't. He wasn't the one to carry them. You know, if he scores forty points in a playoff game, does that card go up enough where it's worth stacking a few of them at four hundred or less now? Yes. I don't see him doing that. All right. I don't. Well, he then he's not a buy. Then he's, then he's, not, he's, 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 
Well, I, I, he's, he's right on that. He's right on that, like, kind of uh, on a knife's edge, right? Because yeah. he want him to be a buy. His team's Do a little winning. Bieber. Do a little Bieber for me. What's that? On the edge of a knife. Da, da, da. God, sing it. You Do you Bieber. listen to Bieber? Do you really? Is Never it because you have go. a younger daughter? Never let me go. Like... Come on, I'm a believer, man. I'm a believer. <laughs> I, fun fact, I don't know a single Bieber song. Come on. I don't, I don't, not the I don't edge even of get the hype. The edge of a knife. No, don't get the Bieber hype. Never did. I guess he is a good musician. He has a good voice, like, but not a believer. I'm tone deaf personally, but you know, I just figured you said the edge of a knife. That was the first thing that came to my mind. It's you know Bieber lyrics. Plus, come on, you never know what you're gonna get when you tune into Luca Nation. You just got Cage singing forget Justin Bieber. Well done. You did not expect that when you tuned into today's episode. <laughs> this is the first double header. This is the first back to back you've had in the city since COVID. Yeah. How well, does it feel? You know, Are your legs a little tired? You know, second day, fourth quarter. Suit suit sucks, but you know, I mean, I'm I'm recording here after work hours. This way, you know, I stay a little late and you know record after work hours, and then I'll head home. Um, but yeah, man. I mean, listen, it is what it is. Um, I'd prefer to make enough money in Top Shot to retire, um, but you know that, that that's not likely. So, so it is what it is. So, I was, so, so would you tell people to buy Trey or would you tell people to stay away from Trey? That's going to be your play today. Your play is either at 400 trays a buy or wait for it to dribble back down to 350 or buy it now and hope or stay the hell away from Trey. That's what I want from you. That's, I'm, I'm framing your play. Talk to me. I will say Trey is a buy if you can get an amazing offline deal where you already have profit baked in above what market value is. So you find because, somebody stacking them and buy 10 for 3500 Yes. And here's okay. why. Because I do think his card could go to 600 But I also think that card could go to 300 Okay. And what's your real risk-reward? Two to one, maybe? One and a half to one? That risk-reward yes. isn't ideal. It's not amazing. If your ceiling is 600 and, you know, this card could go 300 350 250 you're like, is the juice really worth the squeeze, right? Mm-hmm. I want to take on investments where it's 10 to 1. It could go 10x or it could drop, you know, maybe 10%. That's a good investment. That's what I'm looking for. Okay. So, like, so like Devontae Graham from yesterday yep. um, or two days ago, well, it's already a $70 PSA 10. What is, what is it going to fall 20% to $50? Right. Or it could go up to 120 And right. I could yep. basically, that's what I like to find because what, what happens if you run those numbers, it's like an EV play. Well, then if you're winning 50% of your bets or your trades, you're going to be so up in the money. However, if you're always finding one-to-one risk-reward, you have to hit 75% of your plays to be profitable. That's how I think about it in my head. All right. So, so which is why grading is, just if I can keep going, this is why grading, especially last year, was so profitable. Because you buy a raw card. Okay, what's the worst-case scenario? You sell it for the same price minus fees. So you have a little downside, but if it does well, you have 4X. Plus, if it gets a PSA 10, you have 10X. That's an amazing investment, right? Grading, grading, grading was a no-brainer. Um, and for those of you who've asked, Luca Nation, I, on Friday, will be speaking with the, uh, the CEO of a grading company. We'll see whether or not, uh, whether or not we, can, we, we can do some stuff for Luca Nation on that front. That would be pretty cool. That would be pretty I hope, I hope cool. You, I hope you record it and publish it as an episode because uh, people, after your, after your grading video, people know how you feel about these companies. So uh, 
I hope you go you interrogate him like you interrogated my cousin about NFTs. Ooh, step one, put great, on other right? steel underpants. Step three, open a lemonade stand. <laughs> no, this is uh, this is listen. It's it's uh, it's CCG man. You know, I mean, he's an NGC with the coins and all that stuff. So we'll see, we'll see. You know, for Pokemon play, we'll you know, I'll see where it goes. But it should be it should be interesting. We'll see, we'll see what happens. But. Um, yeah, I mean, grading was – that was a huge thing. You're 100% right. So my play is a fun one, just a different one for you guys today, right? So so um, 25th anniversary of Pokemon of 1996. But what everybody remembers is 1999 Pokemon. But what if I told you you can get 1999 Pokemon Charizard PSA 10? You'd be like, wow, I have to mortgage my house, right, Cage? You know, wow, the the one that's uh, – the last couple of them sold for just under 400000 you know, 397 380 Sasha wants to say that it's a $500,000 card, but I find that to be the, the thing that people do as soon as they buy a card or they trade for a card, that's 400,000. All of a sudden it's posted up that it's a $500,000 card, even though it's never sold for 500,000. I love the, you, they're Sasha. The, they're their own promoters. So, yeah. But yeah. That's what you got to do though. I do the same thing. Obviously you got to promote, you got to promote your stuff. Um, and Sasha, if you want to trade that card, I'll take it. Um, but I'm only giving you 250 for it, not 500. So that's the way you could is, take right? over the cage lawyer top shot account. Full access, he gets the keys to the castle. Maybe, maybe, wow. maybe, maybe. I might have to sell a few things between now and then. Maybe. So, but um, so you know, so so 1999, you know, Charizard PSA 10, and and get it for 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 a fraction of that price, pennies on the dollar, not even pennies, less than pennies on the dollar. How about poke? How about Pikachu? How about how about all? So. This play is one where if you're if you're a um, a Pokemon fan, I think you already know about it. If you're not and you're a card investor, or you want to put some money into something that could turn around. I started thinking about this when uh, we had was it Mount Rushmore who told us about Tom Brady the first Tops cards that the rookies weren't his Tops cards. Mount Rushmore two thousand two right? Tops Chrome. Yeah. So two thousand two Tops Chrome was his first Tops card, and that was relevant, right? It was the first Tops card, right? Um, so I started thinking about that. And I'm like, all right, well, tops obviously carries some weight to it, right? You know, you want to get the first tops card for people who want to get the first tops. And then I remembered, you know, in 1999, a lot of people don't know this. Tops made Pokemon cards, and they what? are, oh yeah, on 1999 tops Pokemon. Go ahead and take a look at them. There are Charizards, and there are Pikachu's, and there are everyone. So I, I want to, I want to be right up front and tell you, I am not telling you that these tops Pokemon cards from 1999, and there's a set in 2000, some cool Chrome ones and stuff. I'm not telling you that I expect these to overtake or in any way compete with the pricing of the Wizards of the Coast Pokemon. They are not going to. And, and here's why. There's a huge amount of nostalgia to those cards because those cards were not made as a card collectible. They were made as a card game. It's TCG, the card game. They were played, right? Kids loved those. The tops ones were not played. They were not part of a game, right? So they were not they were not dinged up. The condition wasn't screwed up because of people playing them. But more importantly, the connection of Pokemon players, collectors, you name it, is always going to be stronger to that because that was the game they played. That's why those cards are so highly sought after now. But if you want an alternative play, check out 1999 Tops. It'll be your first Tops Pokemon cards. And there's Tops Pokemon the movie cards, but there's Tops Pokemon Charizard, Pikachu, Blend, all the usual suspects in there, and some some you know cooler ones too. You know, you get uh, you get a little Mewtwo in there, you get some fun stuff. So, and they are literally you can buy PSA tens for 
you know, hundreds of bucks. Now, there's our friend Squirtle, PSA 10, 500 bucks or best offer. There's only like five of them on the podcast. Who named these characters? There's even less Squirtle. But but, but people love Mr. Squirtle. And if you want a PSA 10 first edition of him that there's a couple hundred of in the regular Pokemon, you're paying a thousand bucks or more. This one, not so much. And there's less of them because nobody even, just like you said, get out of here. There's tops. Yep, tops made Pokemon cards. So, what do I like? I like this because, you know, the Pokemon collectors, they're, they're very good at, I'm going to go find something different. I'm going to go find a new Pokemon, the, 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 the Tomy Scratch Pokemon, right? This is the big, the big thing that people are scratching Pokemon cards and, and the, the Top Sun cards. Well, it's only a matter of time before people are looking at those Tops 1999 ones because they're right there in the same there, you know, 20, 20 plus years old, and it's got the Tops brand to it. And people weren't grading them, and there's not a ton of them out there. So anyway, it's not a specific card. You know, if you want to go buy a Charizard, go right ahead. You're going to spend for it. Um, you know, there's a movie one. I think it's card number six, the Charizard. There's foil versions. There's all kinds of crazy stuff in there that are obviously more expensive. But if you want to look at a play on Pokemon 25th anniversary and you want to look at something different and you don't want to spend the money to buy PSA 10s of the, uh, the, the Wizards of the Coast 1999 first editions and whatnot, Take a look. Tops 1999 Pokemon cards. Just something where people aren't looking at. There Love you, you Luca Nation. So this guy here, he's telling you buy Trey, but maybe, but don't buy Trey. Um, buy Trey if you can get a little bulk, bulk action on it. And um, you know, I'm telling you, you know, you know do what's a little surprising, Pokemon Cage? action. Please. How little Surprise people me. think about strategy. So like it's not just buy or sell, it's how do you buy, how do you sell, when do you yeah. buy, when do you sell? Uh, for example, like when the market is dipping on a whatever asset, or I would even say a type of asset, like NBA prism cards, lowball the f out of people. They're, it's a rush, It's a race to the bottom. If you look at the top shot, is amazing. Top shot is, should be a school of how to trade because it's slow enough where you could keep up with it because the stock market is just insanity. And sports cards, there's not enough transparency. But if you look at top shot. The market's probably been dipping for what, like two, three weeks, Cage? Yeah, something like that. But yep. but it's cool because you can see the last like 20 sales in the tra- in each specific uh, moment. So you can go yep. and see the transaction history. Well, yeah, nobody's like hiding. For, no one, hide. well, you, no one's, you can't hide. So there's like this LeBron uh, Kobe tribute though. That was like a $35,000 moment at its peak. And then for this like little period of time, no one was buying it. There was just maybe one buy a week. And you saw as the market kept dipping and dipping and dipping and dipping, no buyers, no buyers. Well, people get desperate. One guy mm-hmm. sold that moment for 11000 a moment that was $35,000. Now that floor is 20000 So there's that happens in sports cards. Uh, a lot of people say lowballing is rude or something like that. I, I never understood. Uh, I'm, I don't think it's rude at all. You think it's rude today. Well, tomorrow you might be begging me for that offer. Right, because the yeah. market changes all the time. So there's no such thing as rude or disrespectful offers. If it's a genuine offer, I will buy for this amount. When the market dips, lowball people. Find some cheap deals. Get an asset that you're already in profit uh, because someone's desperate and needs to, to liquidate. And the, the opposite is selling to strength. Those are two strategies that I uh, think a lot about. So hope I that like helps. It. Oh, I do. It definitely does help. You, you, you can't talk about selling into strength. Let's talk about what you do as well. But if it's weak, if there are weak hands, 
nothing wrong with trying to take advantage of them. Somebody's looking to lose something, take a loss on it. You know, as long as you're willing to buy it, go for it. Well, I'm, I mean, you I'm, you're discounting, but I'm taking on the risk. I see what you're seeing. So, like, it's not like I'm just getting something for free. I see yeah. the risk that I'm taking, and it could go against me. This asset could, could still keep dropping like it's been doing. They're trended down. So uh, I think about that a lot. I try to, in my 30s, have a bit more strategy to how I live, how do I trade, how do I do cards, because I don't want my results to be random. And if you make random behavior, you're going to have random results. Listen, it also works on StarStock, right? I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've sold a card for a dime on StarStock just because I get rid of it. You know, I can I can sell 10 cards for 10, 20, 30 cents each and roll them into a 3 or $4 card. So make those offers, guys. You never know. Somebody might accept Age, them. let's wrap with this. Yep. You're the CEO of, let's say you're, you're, you're the CEO of Top Shot. Do you add an offer function and an auction function on the oh, site? 100%. And they should soon because people are finding ways around it. Because, you know, I listened a moment. Someone called me through Discord. It was like, I want to make an offer on you. <laughs> and and I've never had a phone call through Discord before. And I was like, what the hell is this? But someone called me through Discord and I'm going to make a deal with them. And it's most likely going to be off dapper and off market. And Top Shot's going to miss out on their 5%. And it's a big moment. So they should do it. They 100% should do it. And, and it'll be a more efficient marketplace for them. And for a big moment, it's like, I have it listed for 30K. Yeah. I'd be curious. We could we could riff on this a different time and see if it's really positive or negative. If we like play it out, but like, there is something to be said about this is my price. Buy it or not, or or go find a different moment. I think it avoids the race to the bottom a little bit. You know, you could put your thing up there and people can make offers. And instead of a race to the bottom, you know, you have buyers who know what they want to pay. It's a race to you know who has it at their offer price, who's willing to budge. You know, you're less likely to undercut. You know, because you might be the second or third highest, third lowest price. But if somebody's going to make an offer, you can still accept that offer. You know what I mean? Rather than having a race to be the first one that somebody buys at the lowest price. It yeah. definitely makes sense for them to put an offer function in. Thanks, Luke Nation, can you guys help me real quick with one last thing? So I did the trade. You guys know that. Um, I have the Bradley Beal Series 1, first moment, serial number 1. DM me, DM the Luca Nation account or DM me. What, what do you think that's a, a fair price for that is? You top shot users. G- give me some, throw some numbers out. Bye, Luca Nation. Post, you want to post a picture of it maybe? So people know what it is. On, on where? On Instagram. On, our, on, our, when we put, on Instagram? When we put this episode out, you post it up there. Yeah. All right. <laughs> it's a $500,000 moment. It's worth as much as a Pokemon, uh, as a Charizard first edition. Yes, it can. <laughs> oh, put it up there and let people comment what, the, uh, what they think it's worth. All right. Love you, Luca Nation. Thank you for spending some time with us on another episode of the Lucas Tigers and Bronze Oh My podcast. Um, do us a favor and like, subscribe. Now, you know what? Don't just like and subscribe. Everybody does that. If you like us, tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell your enemies, tell everybody. And uh, we hope you got something from spending some time with us today, and we'll see you next time. Thank you.